It's the Kate and Gordon Show, today's best country mix. Tune in for two full hours of the greatest country hits. Interviews with special guests, latest news, and so much more. It's the Kate and Gordon Show. I bought her a ring from a quarter machine, and she thought it was the sweetest thing. No, I couldn't buy her diamonds and I couldn't buy her gold, but my love for her I wanted her to know. So I bought her a ring from a quarter machine. Well, I felt kind of funny when I brought it home I couldn't even buy ribbons and bows But I gave it to her from deep inside of me And the love in her eyes, it was easy to see When I gave her the ring From a quarter machine Yeah, I bought her She thought it was the sweetest thing No, I couldn't buy her diamonds and I couldn't buy her gold But my love for her, I wanted her to know So I bought her a ring from a quarter machine Well, I saved for a year and I got the real thing Yeah, I finally got her that diamond ring But when I got home, she really got me When she said, baby, you should know You can't beat my ring From a quarter machine Yeah, I bought her a ring From a quarter machine And she thought
walks of life from all around And we haven't even left the dock The sun sets, moon shines, jumping in day or night We won't ever even need a clock Living up the leg days I got a little sweat going on Could be the drinks in my hand All them both ways, yeah, yeah Not a care in the world once the motor hits the water Get a little loose, let the water be my muse Float around, getting kissed by the sun Till the end of the leg days I'm soaking in a lake Classy top bulb lifts gears first to take a dip Night I'll sleep and then away past ten Stay cool, hold tight If the barber takes a dive Doesn't matter if you boat or swim Living up the leg days I got a little sway going on Could be the drinks in my hand All the both ways, yeah, yeah Not a care in the world once the more
That was the Hollywood All-Stars, Field of Grace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kevin Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. We definitely are so excited to have you here today. We got a lot coming your way. One of the things I want to tell you a little bit about is that we brought on my producer, John Graham, and we're just going to talk all about the fun that we had. It was a nice, relaxing weekend, and I will say I do love helping artists. So if you need help, reach out to me. My email is Kayden, K-A-Y-D-E-N, at thekaydengordonshow.com. K-A-Y-D-E-N-G-O-R-D-O-N. So if you want to reach out, there's my email. We are going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to review the Thomas Rhett concert. We're going to talk all about John Crondus and his plans and how we met John Crondus over the weekend. And we have two experiences to share. Renting out a private pool in someone's house. And an electric car experience. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Kate Gordon Show's Best Country Mix. And following that will be interviews with Lee Browning and the Hollywood All-Stars. The Kate Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. Hi, I'm Kaden. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show this week. As always, we appreciate you and your support. So this week has been a crazy week. As many of you know, I have uh, graduated, so that's exciting. On to bigger and better things. That was on Sunday. My producer, John Graham, came in on Saturday, and uh, we've just had a crazy, crazy week. So we're going to start with Monday. We found this website. It's called Swimply, and uh, we pretty much just rented a private pool. John, what was your thoughts on the private pool? I thought it was nice. Uh um, the uh, renter uh, had a uh, uh, had a private pool, as you mentioned, uh, and he also had a slide. Uh, I was more of a fan of a slide, uh, I think, than anything. Uh, it was a blast, Caden. It sure was. And um, let's kind of move on here to Tuesday. Tuesday, we went to go see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So, John, I know you're a big movie fan, and we had to go see this. 
what was your review on the new Spider-Man? Oh, an A++. Uh, I am looking forward uh, definitely to seeing uh, the sequel uh, sometime in, I think, 2024 or early 2025. I don't know when it comes out. But if you haven't seen Spider-Man, uh, definitely go see it. Even if you're not a fan of Spider-Man, uh, uh, everyone needs to go see it. Uh, definitely, definitely something to check out. Uh, Keaton, what, what, what were your thoughts? I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I would have to say, uh, 10 out of 10. It was pretty funny and, um, not a big, okay. I am a movie person, but not like as big as John here. He's more into it than I am, but (laughs) it was good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, I know Keenan not being really a, a movie buff, he doesn't really uh, partake in the AMC A-list membership uh, that I, I do. But I also do support local. So whenever I have a chance to support, support local theaters or businesses, you definitely got to do it. You definitely got to do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, shout out to Gardner Cinemas. Okay. And Wednesday, we had an opportunity to tour the NBC Boston Studios. That was pretty neat. John, if there was one thing that you liked most about the tour, what would it be? I would definitely uh, say seeing all the studios. So NBC Boston um, has six different studios because they own four different networks, um, and they all run out of the the same building. Um, You know, uh, you're... uh, uh, your sales consultant, sales consultant, um, that you, uh, re- uh, advertise with, um, she mentioned, you know, that, uh, NBC has been trying to, NBC used, uh, Boston, you know, as a kind of a, like a target, um, you know, uh, market, uh, to do this building. Uh, so I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, Katie, what, what was your favorite? I would have to say I was mightily impressed, even though I'm not really a big person that goes to the gym, but I was pleasantly surprised to see that there was a gym inside the TV studio building. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, I definitely give them, like, super super credit for that, too. Um, You know, that that, that was kind of nice to see. So, and, you know, uh, uh, they offered us a, a position, you know. Uh, you know, if we're, if we're ever in the market, uh, you know, for a new job or whatever, um, you know, uh, that they're hiring, they're always hiring. So, but of course we'll keep that a secret on, on how to apply. And now on to Thursday. Um, so that's the other thing I want to mention too, is that when John actually got his rental, he got an electric vehicle. Tell us a little bit about that and your experience. Uh, yeah, so uh, I rented a electric car uh, through Avis. Um, it's my first electric car that I've ever driven. Uh, so that was a bit of a learning curve, I, I gotta admit. Uh, I had to download a bunch of new apps. Well, not a bunch, but at least two new apps to kind of, uh, you know, find charging stations, um, you know, that we could charge at. Because, you know, th- this home is not built <laughs> to charge from. Let's, you know, uh, um, l- l- let's be honest. Yeah, the. The home that I am staying in with Caden uh, is not built uh, for a charge. Um, you know, we would have to call out and install people, uh, someone to install that electric, 
And, you know, honestly, with me just being here for a week, it wasn't really worth it. So, yeah, you know, it, it just was a learning curve, um, really. And what Caden is kind of, I guess, foreshadowing is that Thursday, the, uh, the station that we went to, uh, which is very, very close to where we were going to go to go bowling, uh, it broke down. <laughs> and, um, like, uh, I mean, th- thankfully, I, I didn't start. It wouldn't let me charge at all so it you know so but but yeah so it, it was it was a definitely a learning curve for sure and i want to clarify the car did not break down the charger broke down the charge station that we went yes to. yes 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 but uh but i i i i give i gotta give super credit as well to rob uh he's the owner of the uh bike shop um that hosts the charge station he was very very uh, nice uh, the entire week, um, you know that that we uh, charge. I think we charged at his station, maybe a total of three times. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you know, Rob, you're a great guy. So I don't know the chances of him tuning in, or but you know, but 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 hey, you know. Um, uh, but but yeah, I definitely hope that he can is able to get his uh, station fixed next time I rent a. a electric vehicle absolutely and friday this is the most exciting one that we're excited to talk about friday so friday we had an opportunity to go see thomas rett nate smith and cole swindell actually it's the order was nate smith cole swindell and thomas rett i want to give a huge big thank you to don gosselin over at big machine label group Northeast director for uh, not only taking the time to meet us and uh, get an opportunity to thank him in person, but just giving us um, the opportunity to meet Thomas Rhett and the seats. Oh my God, were they great seats? Don't you agree with me, John? Yes, yes. I was actually quite surprised. They were nearly, nearly front row seats. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever been that close to a stage since I went to go see the American Idol. Uh, tour uh, like in 2005 which was ages ago it seems like ages ago so uh, and 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 Mohegan Sun the arena holy cow uh, I mean it's not as big as like as TD Garden but still big still pretty big and uh, and and it's uh, they actually also host a uh, a uh, WNBA team that plays out of uh, Mohegan Sun absolutely and again, thank you to John for coming out and um, our two guests, my stepmom, Anna, and my dad, Alan. Thank you so much for coming out to that. We had such a blast. And again, um, I posted this on Facebook and I want to say it again here, but if I had any advice to those who want to be in the industry, I always ask the interviewees. I've asked Amy. I've asked Sonny. I've asked Ricky. I've asked Art. I've had Jeffrey. Thousands of people have asked this question. What advice would you give somebody that might want to start in the industry, like singing, writing, whatever, make connections? That's what I want to tell you today, because at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. And if you're connected to the right people, you're going to get endless opportunities. You're listening to the Kane Gordon Show, today's best country mix. More nonstop music is on the way. Thank you for listening to that review. We had an awesome time talking about it. Here is the interview with Lee Browning. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Caden Gordon Show today's best country mix. Joining me right here today is Lee Browning. Lee, how are you? 
Doing good, doing good. Thank you so much for uh, you know giving me a call and an interview. Of course. So why don't we get started by getting to know you a little bit and uh, how you got started in the music industry? Well, uh, you know, I got started actually a long time ago. I didn't follow through with it, but, you know, growing up in Bluefield, Virginia, I listened to uh, George Jones and Marty Robbins. Of course, my dad is my influence on all that. And uh, and I just fell in love with traditional country music and uh, kind of fell out of it for a while in the 80s, you know, had started a family and everything, and then jumped back into it in the 90s and, um, you know, still huge fan of traditional country music and then uh recorded a few songs back in 2012 and um 14 and 15 and um you know and then finally we decided to um this song that we're going to be talking about today is about a real life story and um you know uh i wanted to cut this this song because it was uh about a friend of mine um and uh but you know as far as how i got into it it's just something I've always wanted to do. It's something that, you know, everybody's got a dream. Everybody's, I think everybody's got a passion and this has always been mine, whether I've been in it or out of it. So, you know, that's, that's where I am with it today. Awesome. And yeah, you put me right in a good segue here. Um, I know you have a new song coming out. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, the name of the song is Ring from a Quarter Machine, and, and I'll tell you, some of the younger, you know, the younger crowd, uh, they might not know what a ring from a quarter machine is, and I know that title might throw them off a little bit, but it's just one of those uh, machines that you put a quarter in, and you go, you twist it, and you, you, get a, you get a prize out, you know, and back in my day in the 90s, and um, when uh, I had a friend do that, um, you know, they had rings, they had little little diamond rings in there, little fake diamond rings. They sparkled. They look pretty real in the sunlight. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's what the song's about. A friend of mine uh, that I worked with, the true story, not going to say his name or anything, but uh, he did uh, come up to me and he said, you know, I really want to get my girlfriend a ring or something, uh, you know, I, but I just can't afford it. I don't have, I don't have enough money, you know. And um, I said, you know what, why don't you just get her one of those rings out of that quarter machine you know down the road at the store and I, I said just 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 give it to her give it to you from your heart man that's what really matters everybody wants to spend you know five or six ten thousand dollars on a ring and think that's going to do it but and i told him i said that's not what it's all about man it needs to come from your heart or don't do it at all and sure enough he went and got that ring and put it on her finger and as far as i know she still has that ring on her finger today now he did buy her a diamond eventually and she did put it on her finger but she still keeps that ring from that quarter machine on her finger because of what it meant at that time so that's what the song's about it's about true love and it's about you know you, you don't you don't have to afford golden diamonds you don't have to be able to afford you know gold and diamond and all these fancy things so um uh, that that's what the song's about and i just uh took what happened there and of course that's the way all good songs come about i think is from real life uh incidents and that was one of them for me wow i i gotta say that was very very uh creative there it's a new 
type of song that I have not heard. Um, I know there's a lot of love songs and stuff out there, but this one is very, very unique, I feel like. I, I like it. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll tell you, we, uh, um, you know, we thought about going a little bit uh, more upbeat with it and more, uh, I don't know, a little more bebop with it. But then I said, nah, you know, this song, I want to keep it traditional. I still want that steel in there and I want the, the fiddle. And uh, um, uh, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a really fun, upbeat love song. Literally, it's just another way to show someone how much you love you. And then, um, you know, my producer, James Williams and promoter, he said the same thing you just said. You know, it's just uh, never heard anything like that. It, it is unique, and that's why we chose this song to release. We thought, you know, it's pretty unique, and hopefully people will catch on, which, by the way, it is streaming on Amazon, and just about anywhere you can stream music, it's streaming. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Where can they find me? Yeah. Well, right now they can find me. Um, they can find me just about everywhere as far as social media, uh, TikTok, YouTube, um, Amazon Music. If they want that, um, you know, want to see me. Uh, we're working on a video for the song, but it's on YouTube now, and uh, and about six other songs that I have up there, so people can see me, see what I look like. Um, but like I said, we're working on a live video for this song, you know, because it's so unique. I want to take the rings and I want to have a video to where I throw it out and, you know, we throw the rings out to the crowd. And um, when I start singing the song, uh, um, and so that's where they can find me. They can find me just about everywhere. Spotify, just uh, anywhere that anywhere they're streaming music um, and ask to hear a ring from a chord machine, it will come up. What do you like doing at Saturn Music? Do you have any hobbies, interests, anything like that? What uh, is that? What what do I like to do outside of music? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, music's pretty much what I like to do all the time. But when I'm not doing music, I like uh, you know uh, spending time with my girlfriend. We 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 go on a, a lot of trips. Uh, uh, basketball, love to play basketball, love to watch football. And uh, wait a minute, Kate, I got to ask you. Now you're up in Boston, right? Yeah, in the area. Up in Boston, okay. Well, you know I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, hardcore. <laughs> so when football season comes, <laughs> when football season comes, uh, you know I'm I, Sundays. Uh, I'd probably put a concert off. And hold it till Monday just so I could watch my football. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge Tennessee Volunteer fan and a, a Miami Dolphin fan. So, hobby wise, I love watching sports, playing basketball, stuff like that. Going out in the pontoon boat, relaxing. I write a lot of songs out there on the pontoon boat, actually, too. So, you know, I can, I can kind of mix the hobby with, with uh, the love of music at the same time. Awesome. And Lee, is there anything that I forgot to mention that you would like to mention here on the uh, show today? Well, I think uh, all I'd like to mention is 
you know, I don't know how many people are going to hear this, but I would, you know, we, we all appreciate, you know, my whole group, my promoter, myself, uh, the team that's helping me promote the song for people to go find it, you know, download it, listen to it, upload it. I mean, it's for sale, uh, you know, on iTunes, uh, plus several other songs. Uh, we would just ask for the support from the fans just to, just to go on and listen to it, possibly even download it and keep it for themselves for good. Um, you know, that's, that's what this is all about is, um, you know, the fans, you know, the fans need to like it. And um, that's what I would ask. I would hope the fans enjoy it and want to hear it and just pass it on and on and on and on because that's how a song gets started. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Caden Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. We definitely appreciate your time and support. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Caden. Hello and welcome to the Caden Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. Joining me right here today is Steve Gaspar with the Hollywood All-Stars. Steve, how are you? Great, Caden. Good. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Well, listen, I want to thank you for having me uh, representing the Hollywood All-Stars on. We're very anxious to speak with you and tell you about all the great stuff we've got going on. So let's get started by getting to know you a little bit and uh, how you got started in music and how you started the Hollywood All-Stars. Well, Kate, I'm a Grammy-nominated songwriter. I've been writing and performing my whole life. I actually started piano lessons at four and a half years old. Um, and you know, it's been my life's passion playing, performing, as well as writing, uh, several years ago, I got the idea to put together a passion project of mine, a a dream team, so to speak of some of my favorite musicians, uh, with all of the arrangements and stuff that I wanted to do. And I started calling in some favors with different friends of mine in the industry. And I never imagined that five years later, I'd be here speaking with you telling you I've got the horn section from the Rolling Stones Steel Wheels Tour, the lead singer from the Tower of Power Band, the bass player from the Johnny and Edgar Winter Band, the drummer from Joe Bonamassa's band. And I mean, it just goes on and on with all of the incredible artists that I've been very pleased to have involved with the Hollywood All-Stars. If someone was to write about you, What do you think that they would take the time to write about? I think probably the virtuosity of all the players. I mean, the songwriting, I think, is very strong. uh, But it really is the arrangements and just the attention to detail with all of the musicians involved in this particular project. I mean, I think it's kind of a lost art to have a band of this size. It's a 13-piece band. Um, and, you know, the band has been compared to like a modern day version of Blood, Sweat and Tears. Uh, Toto has been another name that's come up that, you know, we've been compared to. And it really is kind of a lost art these days where people tend to be cutting things back rather than going in the opposite direction. So that's probably, I think, something that would uh, people would probably be drawn to and focused on talking about. Absolutely. Now, I know you have a new song. It's called Field of Grace. Why don't you take a minute to tell us a little bit about that? Well, that was actually the first song that I wrote uh, for the band, Caden. I mean, the, the band was originally 
kind of a glorified cover band uh, in that we weren't doing originals per se, but what our set list would consist of, we would pull songs from many of the artists that we've all either recorded or toured with and put our own little spin on them. And that's, we were just floating along doing our concerts that way. And it was, you know, going over very well. It was very successful. Uh, and then, of course, COVID comes along and everybody's locked down for two years. And it was during that space of time that I decided if I wanted to take this to the next level, it really meant that I was going to have to write for it. And uh, Field of Grace was the first song that I penned for the album. And it's sort of a contemporary breakup song, so to speak, where, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, everything is wonderful and two people are madly in love. And then as time wears on, little by little, you start to see chinks in the armor and there are little things that start maybe perhaps annoy you about the other person. Uh, but that's sort of, you know, the impetus behind Field of Grace. Being a Grammy-nominated uh, artist and stuff like that, what advice would you give somebody that might just be starting out and want to know more about being a songwriter or a singer or anything like that? What would you tell them? Well, look, at the obvious, the obvious thing is how difficult the business is, and I think it's only gotten more difficult as years have grown on. I mean, I grew up through the period, not to date myself, but I grew up with vinyl records, and then, of course, cassette tapes, eight-track tapes and cassette tapes were the big thing. And then when CDs came out, that was a big, big thing. But during each of those different facets in the business, there still was a fairly uh, legitimate way for songwriters to earn a living. I mean, everything was based on record sales. And at the end of any given week, if you looked in Billboard magazine, SoundScan had a pretty accurate listing of how many units were sold of a particular project on any given week. And you knew what money you were making. Nowadays, it's sort of like the Wild West out there where everything is out on the Internet. You're lucky to get paid if you get paid at all. If you do, it's usually micro pennies. And, you know, having said all of that, the advice I would give, if this is your passion and this is what you love, try to hone your craft and just hang in there. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough, something, you know, some wall will break down for you. And you never know where that's going to be. I mean, the interesting thing about meeting you a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're relatively in my own backyard, and we may or may not have ever met. And within a couple of weeks span of time, it's been really gratifying for me to see the interest that you've taken in the project. So, you know, I would tell everyone to hang in there and just keep trying to do your best work. Where do you see yourself and the Hollywood All-Stars in the next couple of years? Or where do you want to be? Um, I Listen, you know, I would like to see the band doing more live shows. Um, you know, we at, at this point in time, we've, we put this record together. And I never imagined, I mean, within a two or three month span of finishing the project, it immediately got picked up by a record label, which is unheard of these days. Um, you know, we signed a three-year record deal with Deco Entertainment, which has uh, distribution through the Warner Music Group. Uh, they have worldwide distribution through Cargo. So, I mean, it was a really great thing for us and, you know, very rewarding to have a label come up to us and say, this music is amazing. We want to sign you. That's the good part. The airplay has been growing slowly. The difficult thing for this band, Caden, because it's so large, is the touring aspect. Obviously, 
you know, to take 13 people, it's 13 airline tickets, it's ground transportation, it's 13 hotel rooms. It's sort of economically uh, unfeasible right now for this band to go out. And the sad thing is we've been getting calls. You know, we, for example, we got a call from our agent a couple of weeks ago. There's a station in the Midwest that's playing our record. They wanted us to come out and headline a music festival they're having out there. Well, unfortunately, due to the size of the band, it wasn't just going to make economic sense to be able to get us all out there and do that. So to answer your question, I would like to see in two years, I'd like to see our, you know, the live shows uh, become more realistic. And I think that will happen as airplay continues to grow. You know, the more familiar people get with the music, whether it's uh, streaming stations or podcasts or Sirius XM or even terrestrial FM stations, I think as that grows, it will allow us the opportunity to go out and do more live performances. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Well, the easiest way would be our website. We're at www.thehollywoodallstars.net. Um, I have a Facebook page, and I'm very welcoming to anyone that wants to friend me on Facebook. The Hollywood All-Stars also have a Facebook page. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can find us anywhere. Um, and I would really love for people to check out the record Field of Grace. I mean, there's, it, there's some really good material on it. And for any music lovers that, you know, love music that's made the old-fashioned way, um, we play it. Uh, you know, there's no samples. There's no, you know, monkey business on this record. It's 13 world-class musicians just making music and having a ball. And I would love for people to become more familiar with it. If you had one message to tell anyone that might be listening, what would that message be, Steve? I think especially in today's day and age where people tend to be a little less sympathetic, the arts in general, Caden, I mean, get involved in the arts, you know, whether it's music in the schools or you know, I think a, a, being an artist uh, gives you a compassion for people and for life. And I think that that message, if we could all be a little bit more compassionate, would make the world a much better place. I agree. And Steve, is there anything that I forgot to mention that you would like to mention today on the uh, show? No, Caden, you know what? You've, you've really got it covered. I mean, for anyone that's listening, again, it's the thehollywoodallstars.net. Uh, the record is called Field of Grace on Deco Entertainment, and I would love for people to check it out. You know, the nice thing about the record, it's, you know, what is it? It's a big rocking horn band, but there, you know, there's a particular song on there called The River, which, as the writer, is probably my favorite song on the record. It's a nice variety of music. I mean, there's some great dance stuff. There's some bombastic, funky rock and stuff, as well as, you know, a beautiful ballad. Uh, we also did a remake of the James Brown hit. It's the only cover on the record called Living in America. And that was an interesting story, the way that came about. The fellow that wrote that song, Charlie Midnight, became a big fan of the band through social media. And, you know, he and I were speaking about us going in to record this record. And he suggested it, and it, I think it came out great. It's the, like I said, it's the only cover on the record. But interestingly enough, our horn section played on James Brown's original version of the song. So between that and the songwriter being a fan of the band, it was sort of a no-brainer to do that one cover. But the other songs are all, all originals, and I'm anxious for people to check them out. 
Steve Gaspar from the Hollywood All-Stars. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Caden Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. We definitely appreciate your time and support. Thank you. Caden, thank you. We love you guys, and keep up the great work. It's a great show. I love it.
told the story for the ages Fearless and courageous Hands of a real man Your hands They seem the scars of game day Flying military planes Praising his name on high Oh, your hands Hands of a real man And I just can't get enough of your pure Americana You're exactly the kind of man I wanna stand beside her Something about your hands And everything they've been through Baby, you're bleeding red, white, and blue Your hands The tallest mountains they have scaled you yeah, So many people you Helped you holding out your hands, your hands. Well, they're tough as nails, but they still bring your mama flowers to show how much you care. And I just can't get enough of your pure Americana. Back at the past. 
memories of pain are buried inside visions of a time when now was on a mission like in prison in addiction in one but one i lost almost everyone i ever loved and if anybody's really above then why the fuck is this the world you have us living my scars aren't any different than yours but something's gotta give soon of course only all we needed was each other i give it all back never wishing i had anything other but right now i'm waiting on the waves to die down and i can't figure it out i might drown we're only ever given so much to work around something that should have been simple in the first place just puts you in a tailspin as you feel the breeze fly by but i hope you know i'll always lift you up when i'm around Second on the 
God made dirt from mud on tires. Twenty acres wrapped around a bonfire. Dust clouds marking our way down a back road. Quickest way to get us back home. Perfect place to plant some roots. Raise some kids and teach the truth. Find a little place that you can grow. You get a whole lot of life for a little bit of work. soon on the Kate and Gordon Show, today's best country mix.